I'm not sure what that means for you. We are going to explore that over the course of the year. But I do know this, that Jesus is interested in you, not just in you praying a prayer, and not just in you going to church an hour on Sunday. Jesus is interested in you and your whole life, 24-7. God's interested and cares about your life. And he loves you. And he says, come follow me, and I will give you rest. Come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of people, or of men. And you can be part of God's story. And so, for some of us, when I say, hey, come and follow me, some of you are like, man, I have a lot to learn. I don't know anything about the Bible. I don't know anything about what it means. And I just want to say, take your first step towards Jesus. Some of you have been Christians for a while, and maybe you've learned a lot, and probably some of us have a lot to unlearn. Maybe we've gotten a little bit too comfortable with Jesus. And our lives are a little divided, and some things happen on Sunday, and something happens other days of the week. And maybe we need to reflect on the fact that Jesus is interested in your whole mind, your whole heart, your whole life. And let's together, no matter where we're at on the journey, start following Jesus with passion. If you think about what passion means, if you go to the, one of the next slides. Sorry, I'm off. Let's give Noelle a hand. She does that. Some of the songs that I'm going to talk about tonight are from a series by Andy Stanley, who I love and love to listen to. And I'm happily borrowing from him tonight. If you want to go check it out, if you're looking for some good input on what it means to follow Jesus, go to followseries.org. There's eight messages on there, lots of study guides. It's all for free. You could go through it with somebody in your dorm. It would be awesome. Look that up. But if you go on to the next one, what it means to follow with passion is this, is that I believe that each and every one of us was created with a hunger and an ache and a thirst for God. He stamped his creation on us. We were created in his image. And we want to follow him with passion. So many times I go to church and it seems a little flat. And it seems like people aren't that excited. And I want us to have a passion and a fervor and a zeal. Because there's nothing like worshiping with a bunch of college students. Scott Hazard, who's run that board for like 19 years with me doing these campus praise songs. Right, Scott? has said, there's no place like a CPR to come and worship with everybody just singing their guts out and sweating for Jesus. <laughs> so, but here's the thing I want you to hear today. As much as I want to call you, wherever you're at on the journey, hear God's call. Come follow me. There's nothing that can keep you. There's nothing from your past that you say, you know what, if God knew about that. He wouldn't invite me to come. No, Jesus says come. Come with your baggage. Come with your pain. Come with your hopes and your fears. And follow me. But here's what I want to say to you guys as we start out the semester. Is that I want to add to this idea of following Jesus with passion. Is to add two other words to it. One is I want to have us follow Jesus with perspective. Because let's be honest, now that we're on a college campus and we're here, there's probably going to be some point in our journey throughout college and some point in the journey throughout your life where you think about unfollowing Jesus. There's a point in Scripture in John chapter 6, which I want to refer to, where Jesus is teaching and he's doing some amazing stuff. 
Think about this. Jesus, in John chapter 6, you can read it later, he feeds the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish. We just fed a thousand with an ice cream truck and, you know, a lot of grills. Jesus fed them 5,000, five times as many with five loaves and two fish. And the people were amazed and they saw Jesus' power over nature and over the elements. And then Jesus, later on, he sent his disciples out and he walked on water. And Jesus starts in this chapter after doing his miraculous things and the crowds are coming to him because of his authority, because of his miracles, and because of who he is and what he's doing. There's this big crowd following him. And Jesus starts to say things like, I am the bread of life. Meaning he is the center and wants to be just like bread is in our world, sort of the source and the element and one of the core things of our diet. Jesus wants to be a staple, the center of your life. And then Jesus keeps going and going and going, and the sermon gets a little weird. And Jesus starts expounding and making this comparison to, to the bread that he provided and feeding the 5,000, to him being the bread of life, and he says some pretty radical things. He says this. He says, and this is hard teaching, it says, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I'll raise him up, and my, my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I am him. Just as the living Father sent me, I live because the Father, the one who feeds me, will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died. But he who feeds on this bread, referring to himself, lives forever. And this is their response. It's pretty challenging words. Upon hearing it, many of his disciples said, this is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? The people had, Jesus had been teaching and he raised questions. And the people started unfollowing Jesus. It says, from this time forward, many of his disciples, the large crowd, turned back and no longer followed him. You see, Jesus had talked about some things that raised some questions, and it's not unlike us, because when we get questions, we start to wonder about Jesus, right? And there's three big areas where we start to think about unfollowing God. There is times of transition, Maybe the transition from middle school to high school for you, or from high school to college, or from college to beyond. And God was so part of one part of your life, and now you come here, and people seem indifferent. Or people seem different, or sometimes even antagonistic. Or sometimes you're going through a temptation, and you're crying out to God to take it away, or crying, and it just feels like your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling, and you're like, why am I bothering in the struggle? God doesn't seem real. And then there's trouble that happens when you're just going through something and it, you're, you're like, I thought this was supposed to be different. You're going through a hard time. And it's in those times where I want to challenge you is that questions are normal. And the thing that I think is the shame about this passage is, is that when Jesus' followers, this big crowd, had questions about Jesus, they just sort of slinked away. And it doesn't say anything about them ever bringing them to Jesus. 
And what I want to challenge you to do is when you're in college and whatever happens in the next couple weeks and the next couple months as you're facing challenges and facing temptations and facing trouble that's unexpected, I want you to rather than run away from Jesus when that happens, I want you to run to Jesus. Because Jesus says, bring your questions to me. Ask, seek, and knock. And so I want to invite you to come to Jesus with wherever you're at, follow him, take the first steps with him, and bring your questions to him. You know, last year at this CPR, I remember at the end, and I have permission to tell the story. Gabby, who's one of our leaders, Gabby Kish, she's awesome. She's here somewhere. Right? <laughs> This time last year, for CPR afterwards, Gabby had just been on the leadership retreat. We were, she was here. We had an amazing CPR. And she's like, I'm just so excited about what God is going to do, what he's doing in my life and what's happening. I just remember her just being so excited about God and Jesus and just, it was so cool. And then not 12 hours later, 10 hours later, she called me in the morning or texted me in the morning. I can't remember. And she had lost a friend, a young man, in a tragic small plane accident. And I could see in her face when I met with her, and I could hear her voice that, what is God doing? I don't understand. I don't know what God's doing. And the extremes happened within 12 hours. She was like, I am so in with Jesus. And then... It was like, I don't even know where God is, and I don't understand, and I don't understand, and I just remember her just being in shock about the whole thing. And that's an extreme example, but what I'm so proud about Gabby is that she kept coming back to Jesus, even though she had some significant questions, and I'm sure if you ask her, she'd love to talk to you, if you can relate to that story, kept bringing her questions back to Jesus. Because here's the really cool thing. After the people had started to unfollow Jesus, Jesus looks at his 12 apostles, his 12 disciples, and says, are you thinking of unfollowing me too? And then Peter says an amazing thing. He, sweet, close things. Peter says an amazing thing. He normally says the wrong thing, but this time he says the right thing. He says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe, not only we believe, we believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. Peter said, yeah, sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's hard, but Jesus, in you, we have been called to be part of something so awesome, so that you have the words of eternal life. You have called us into God's story. You've called us to be part of your journey. You've called us to be part of what you're doing in the world. And he says, we can't ever go back. We've been ruined because we have seen and know what you are and what you do and what you are bringing through your salvation, through your life and your death and resurrection. And so my call to you is to follow Jesus not only with passion, but to follow Jesus with perspective. And say, when I'm facing challenges or troubles or temptations, 
Don't walk away from Jesus just because you don't have an answer. It just means you don't know it yet. And when you face challenges in the classroom, don't walk away. And I use Gabby as an example just to say, keep bringing yourself to Jesus. Because Jesus didn't promise us a pain-free, problem-free life. But he did say that he would always be with you. Last thing is, I want you to follow God with perseverance. You know, I'm not sure what this year is going to bring for any of us. But I do know that whatever temptations you have or whatever things that happen, I know that there's nothing that is going to be offered to you that is going to be worth walking away from the Savior for. There's nothing that in five to ten years you're going to say, hey, I am so glad I walked away from the Savior for that cough. Or that guy, or that girl, or whatever. I don't think it's going to be true. Jesus is totally unique, and there is nothing that you, that the world offers that can replace what he brings in offering you the words of life, the words of eternal life. And here's my conviction, guys, and I'll try and finish up real quick. Eternal life isn't just for when you die. Eternal life is changing the kind of life you have now that starts now and transcends through your life, through the grave, and then gets united with Jesus when he comes again. And so I want you not to be like, well, yeah, I prayed that prayer, and I'm set for when I die someday, and now I'm just going to sort of live my college life without God involved. I want you to have Jesus passionately involved with your life in God. And I want you to hear this as you face the different challenges. Follow God with perseverance. It says in John 16.33, Jesus says this, I have told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Why should you follow Jesus? Here's how I would answer it. I've been journeying a few more years than you guys. <laughs> I've been a Christian follower of Jesus since I was 15, so that's 34 years. <laughs> Here's what I'd say. I used to be in bondage to a lot of things. Anger, sexual temptation, just lots of different things. Greed. Jesus broke that chain in me and set me free. And life looks different now. I'm set free. Life feels so full. Because Jesus addresses our fears and says, you can live an overwhelming, overcoming kind of life because I am with you always. And I've been so glad that God's invited me into his bigger story of what he's doing in the world. And he called me and says, you want to be part of setting the world right? Come and follow me. So tonight, I want to challenge you to follow Jesus with passion. I want you to follow Jesus with perspective because not every day is like a CPR. Wish you could be. And I want you to follow Jesus with perseverance. When you face those challenges with your roommate, with your family, in the classroom, wherever, know that God says, in this world you have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Will you pray with me, please? Lord Jesus.
We know exactly where we're at. And I pray tonight that we would have the courage to listen for your still small voice. That says, I love you. How many follow me? I pray that you give us courage to take those first steps to unlearn what we need to unlearn about you. And I pray that you would give us confidence to be bold followers of you on this campus. Lord, I pray that you give us the faith that we need as we step into this new year. We are excited. And we pray tonight that we would worship you with abandon. And we pray in the name of Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.